Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast, or as we should call it, the latest traffic report, given Liverpool's struggles down at Swansea. I'm Neil Jones, I'm your host for the day, and I'm joined by an all-star cast, uh, a cast that Liverpool could have done with last night, really, the, the kind of big names, big hitters. Uh, who was there is our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, James Pearce. He joins us on the line. How are you, James? Jaded Neil, bit jaded, got home about quarter to four, but um, but yeah, day, mainly a day off today, so yeah. Uh, yeah, got my feet up. Yeah, good job you had some great football to talk about in the journey home, wasn't it, as well? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it, uh, it was pretty bleak, and I didn't, I didn't see, see that one coming, to be honest. No, absolutely not, and also joining us in the hot seat today is our Liverpool editor, Andy Kelly, who didn't have the misfortune of a journey down to Swansea and then a journey back, but you were... Uh, I believe, cutting a very frustrated figure in the office last night. I was so frustrated I had to go to the takeaway afterwards to cheer myself up. You've turned to the fried chicken. I, I was I was deeply distressed, but uh, yeah, well, yeah. well. Well, I'm, I'm sure you weren't alone. I'm sure, to be, to be fair, a takeaway is probably a, a mild thing to turn to after the game like that last night. Uh, James, start with you. You've just said there, you, you've, you've kicked it off for me, really. You didn't see it coming. Um, Fourth, only the fourth time this season I think Liverpool haven't scored in a league game. Only the third time they've lost, and against the bottom club in the Premier League, it's uh, pretty grim. It was, it was. Yeah, I think you know. Sadly, the, the tone was set with with just how poorly Liverpool started started the game. You know, everything everything that was good about them against against Man City eight days earlier was was lacking in terms of the. The, the tempo they played at, just so many sloppy mistakes. You know, the, yeah, it was a heavy pitch down there, but no excuses for just just the absolute lack of urgency. Like, you know, it was it was always going to be difficult with you know the way that Swansea was set up. There was a five-man back line, obviously Key and and Spurs sitting in front as well. There was very little space to operate in, but. When you're faced with that situation, that's when you know you've got to move the ball quickly and try and stretch defenders and try and get in behind them. And Liverpool just never really looked like doing it. It was, it, you know, it wasn't even a night I think where you could point a finger at a couple of individuals. In, in fact, you know, we have to give a man of the match for each game. And it was one on ones or afterwards. You're scratching your head trying to think who can you possibly give it to? Because I've got to be honest, I don't think there was a single player in that Liverpool side that emerged with any credit from that game. Who did you give it to, just out of interest? <laughs> I gave it to Andy Robinson in the end, just because I thought he was. I thought Liverpool didn't use him enough first half, and I thought second half he at least had a go, whipped in a couple of decent deliveries that, that attacking players didn't anticipate well enough. Um, and I thought, you know, at least he was one that you know kept going and going. Um, but you know, even in terms of what we've seen from Robertson in recent weeks, he was he was nowhere near the uh, the level he has been at. Andy, uh, I was uh, like you watching watching on the screen last night rather than the ground. James mentioned a heavy pitch there. I thought Liverpool made that pitch look like either an ice rink or like a cobble, a cobbled street. That's how Liverpool played in that first half. They, they they didn't hit enough pace on the ball or they were hitting there too much. The the control wasn't there. They just seemed to not get to grips with with conditions at all. Totally, it was like they were tiptoeing around the pitch. They just weren't you. Desperate for them to sort of take control and and uh, sort of get stuck in and I know it wasn't a great pitch but it was a it was yeah. a more than playable pitch. Yeah, it was and, grass on it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know it it was a little bit of a lev- leveler because it, it didn't totally make for fast flowing football. But I'm not sure there was much fast flowing football in Liverpool last night. The 
I thought the movement was really poor. One thing you've got to do against this, you know, Carval said it was, you know, he created this traffic for the yeah. for the Formula One car of, of Liverpool. We, you know, we've called it parking the bus or whatever. But essentially, you know, it, to be able to to beat that way of def, of deep defending, you must have players players moving because you need to move those bodies out of the way and the only way to move them is for you to yeah. move so you've got to move and and then as Jim says pass pass it quicker with a better with a quicker tempo and we weren't seeing enough of that from Liverpool there was a few little attempts for round the edge for little one twos which seemed to frustrate Klopp afterwards actually um, but essentially the the width of the pitch was where Liverpool really needed to attack. You know, down Robertson's side and down Joe Gomez's side. We heard from Klopp afterwards he wanted Robertson higher or Robertson sorry higher second half. Uh, and I think he could have done maybe a bit more first half Robertson, but you know he was a good decent outlet, a couple of dangerous balls, and then Gomez struggled on the other side, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and it's it's one of those games. It's, it's horses for courses a lot of the time, isn't it? I mean, for instance, Emre Chan was superb against Manchester City. No one can deny that. He's always good in those big games. But give him a packed defence where you need some creativity, well, then it's just not his bag. Yeah. Uh, and similarly, with Joe Gomez, it was all about him trying to, you know, could he help give us width and, and move those three centre-halves a little bit by getting... Progress down the right, and it's just not his game, is it? No, absolutely not. Uh, James, afterwards, I mean, you were you were in Klopp's press comments, I believe, after after the game. I mean, he he made no bones about it. I think he said didn't deserve to win. Probably probably would feel that he did deserve to get a point. But did you get a sense that he was he was frustrated, angry, or just just a bit bemused by the performance? Yeah, certainly, certainly incredibly frustrated. I think he, he said, you know, even if even if that late pressure had, had, had paid off, he said, you know, I still wouldn't have been happy with the performance. He said it was it was nowhere near nowhere near the level he expects. And I, I think he looked pretty shocked, to be honest. You know, even on the touchline during the game, I know he, you know, he's he's always always cut such a passionate figure, but you know, the the, the arm waving and the, the shrugging and. You know the the baffled looks on his face. I think you know he couldn't quite believe what he was what he was witnessing last night. I think you know he was Liverpool did show a lot more urgency second half. But I think what 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 alarmed me was just the absolute lack of composure when they did get in decent yeah. positions. Because you know you, you, you know when you think of the attacking quality Liverpool had out there, and you know you, and you reduced to to Matip and Gomez and Van Dijk taking ridiculous pot shots from 25, 30 yards and. It just it just seemed that they absolutely lost their heads, and I think that was the most disappointing thing because, especially over the last month or so, Liverpool have actually started grinding out wins when you know, they haven't played particularly well, but they've found a way to win, and you know that has been a big thing that Klopp has you know it, it would have felt that he'd added to their armoury. You know, you think of the game against Leicester when they recovered from that early Vardy goal, um, you know against Everton in the FA Cup, of course at Burnley on, on New Year's Day. So it was, it was similar to Burnley in that it was a pretty dour spectacle. But you know the difference was against Burnley, Liverpool produced a bit of inspiration, but then opened the game up. And uh, but yeah, last night there was it just it just never looked like never looked like coming. Mean, I think you know it was just just bizarre to see Firmino, Salah, and Mane just all so strangely out of sorts. The I mean. 
for me, John, it shows you the value of, of a manager, doesn't it? Because the Swansea we saw on Boxing Day, was Boxing it, I think? Day, yeah, yeah. Um, at Anfield. I mean, the, 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 the space they had between their, their back four and the, the, the midfield line, which was meant to protect them, was just a space that was made for Mo Salah to float around in and create things, which is which is what he did and and you know Liverpool end up winning comfortably 5-0 but Swansea you know the new manager's come in he set them up he's gone okay I'm going to have you know three big center backs who all played well yeah. uh, last night and then you've got Key who's always looked at a nice player he often plays well against Liverpool yeah. and key player of course yeah yeah and uh, and Fur as James says sitting in front of them so Swansea basically send the message we're going to make this really difficult for you and then they had Jordan Ayew who was you know, getting himself around up, up front and causing a few problems. And basically Liverpool, who should be a team brimming with confidence, going for their, you know, looking to try and go 19 unbeaten, actually sort of, you know, this lack of composure, just, there's almost panic, wasn't there? There's like, oh, this is going to be really hard and I'm not sure we're ready you know for it. it reminds me of a little bit? It reminds me of the game against Chelsea when they were going for the title and, and they, they turned up and... It was all sort of the the, the bring was ah we'll just roll over these we'll roll over and then sort of five minutes in it was clear that it wasn't going to be that easy and and you remember that second half after obviously what happened with Gerrard in the in, at the end of the first half but the second half I just remember it being a, a wave of aimless crosses into the box and you know long long range shots that weren't going on target I think Gerrard must have had five or six himself and there was never any sort of idea that they were going to break through and that, I mean. Much less high stakes, obviously, in terms of the, what was what was up for the grabs last night. But that was what it reminded me of in the second half. There was just yeah. no. It seemed like there was no plan. Yeah, but I think the manager got confused in his thinking as well. I mean, he brought on Danny Ings, and actually thought Ings did did yeah. quite well. But in terms of the, sh- I have no idea what shape Liverpool were playing for the last twenty minutes. I mean. It felt like we were playing sort of a four-two-four. Yeah. Um, Salah and Mane had sort of switched, yeah. and and we had Firmino and uh, Ings sort of through the middle in between them. And it was just, it was like nothing we've seen yeah. from our team before. I mean, for me, a much more coherent thought would have been actually we've got the players up front who can do damage the way we we know we play. I'll br- bring Trent Alexander-Arnold on at right back yeah. and ask him just to bomb on. Yeah. And, and and use his talent to get into the into the box and create things and possibly, we've, as James was saying, we have these defenders who are shooting well. In Alexander Arnold, we've got someone who can actually yeah. score from those maybe, positions. Maybe someone like Milner who can who can whip a a, a decent cross in from either flank as yeah. well. You can you can put a you know put put crosses in. I don't know from from the wing. James, this, this, that's a that's a bit of a common theme at Liverpool fans. They they're not don't seem overly enamoured by Klopp subs both. The decisions he makes and the time he makes them at. Do you, do you go along with that? Do you think there's a because he, he still only used two last night, didn't he? Only two, yeah. There's yeah, one in a game that Liverpool were losing for the whole of the second half. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it has been a, a theme, hasn't it? Though I think there's been a fair bit of frustration from supporters I've spoken to about how late he, he leaves it to, to change things in in games. I think you know, I'd certainly go along with what was said about Trent. I, I was amazed that he didn't come off the yeah. bench because um, you know Gomez clearly wasn't enjoying his best night and you know with Swansea just camped inside their own half you know you didn't you didn't need a, a full back who was going to defend you needed someone who was going to provide some wits and, and some quality deliveries which we know Trent is more than capable of doing so I, I thought that was a that was a strange one um you know yeah I, I thought Ings did okay when he came on he did provide an injection 
of energy. Um, you know, again, Lalana, a couple of nice touches, but you know, I think what what kind of you know, spoke volumes for me was you look at the, to that bench, and I think there was two league goals between them all all this season, <laughs> and you know, it does it, it does kind of reignite the debate about whether Liverpool do have sufficient depth when you when you when you think about what they've still got to play for this season, which is which is huge in terms of the top four, the Champions League, and the FA Cup. And, um, and where, where the squad kind of stands post Coutinho. Yeah, also, James, the, the other add-on to that is, of course, the possible you know, loan of, of Sturridge out of the club. For all that, you know, he's not been a, a massive figure this season. I think he's got three goals or whatever, but he is someone who can deliver some quality at some stage. And, you know, there's an argument that says if he'd been on the bench last night, he's probably the first one you would have turned to and thought that he might have got something. And... Uh, Obviously, you know his future, you know potentially seems to lie with with Inter Milan, you know on loan, which is which some people will think is a bit odd given we haven't got so many options ourselves. Yeah, and I, and I think I think you can understand sanctioning the departure of Sturridge as long as someone else is coming in to take his place. I think what you wouldn't be able to get your head around, and I, I certainly could be able, wouldn't get be able to get my one around, would be if he goes and and Liverpool you know, go, kick on with effectively Firmino Ings and Solanke from, from now till May. Because I just, I just don't think... I don't think that's, there's enough quality there or, or enough in, in, terms of, in terms of numbers. I think, I think it's an awkward one with Sturridge because people will say, you know, you should definitely keep him around. But I think, you know, maybe in a similar way to the Coutinho situation, Klopp, Klopp thinks, well, he, you know, he's not going to be happy as a bit part player, he's not. He's, he's not going to want to have 15, 20 minutes here and there, you know. And then, you know, do you want someone who, who's kind of sulking a bit and not, not particularly happy with their position in the squad? Um, but you know, the counter argument to that is that you have to put the, the club's needs before before anyone else's. And and Sturridge is on big money. And if Liverpool still need him to do a job from now to the season, they he, he should be he should be told to stick around and do it. But um, yeah, I do think you know, that last night showed that you know, we've been lucky that Firmino has been in such absolutely blistering form. Um, but on a night when you know he he was a long way below his best, it, it did expose the, the kind of the, the, the lack of depth in that striking department below him. Absolutely. I mean, the the instant thing that jumps to mind for me, or two instant things, uh, are the two seasons Liverpool had the title challenge in the Premier League, where they had 2009 when they let Robbie Keane go. And they ended up for, for four months having David and Gog, as Fernando Torres understood, and it ultimately cost Liverpool at least three points in, the, in, a, in a very tight race. And then the Brendan Rodgers season when they failed to sign anyone in January, and they ended up having to flog Luis Suarez for 90 minutes every single game because he didn't have anyone they felt he could bring off the bench. Are we being a bit? Are we being too dramatic to suggest that it would? It would lessen Liverpool's favouritism for top four if they were to end the month with the same squad they've got now? Oh, it definitely it, it definitely would lessen their chances. I still think there's enough quality in in what they've got now for top four. But there's an FA Cup there to be won. Yeah. There's there's a there's Champions a Champions League. League there to be won. And you know, I know people out there will say we've just lost to Swansea, the bottom club in the in the uh, in the yeah. Premier League, well, they lost to Crystal Palace in two thousand five. Absolutely, <laughs> and you know, and we, we, you know, 
week um, the week before we've beaten the best yeah. team and the favourites for the Champions League were roundly beaten at Anfield. So we we can beat these sides. There is there is a certain you know you know horses for courses and some teams set up great for Liverpool and some don't. And we know the ones that do. And and the key thing is. Can they find a way of beating the ones that don't? And at the moment, I mean, I wrote a piece before this game about about Liverpool saying it out, you know, peak, it, Liverpool. peak Liverpool. And some people misunderstood that phrase, but I was talking about the social media use of peak Liverpool, which is very much sort of that's so typically Liverpool. And it was so typically Liverpool to to beat Man City and then go and lose to a Swansea side they'd beaten five nil three weeks before, and. Uh, my view in, in that arc and the conclusion was that I thought this Liverpool team had more. I thought they I thought they could leave that behind. I felt like they they, they could step away from that and move forward. But and that was the great disappointment of last night. It felt like oh, it felt like a, oh we're back in that place again. Yeah. And I don't want to be back there. I want to be <laughs> I want to be on my way to Kiev. Yeah. Do you know well, what I mean? Well. You could be in a worse place. James was with Ian Doyle last night, who <laughs> uh, delightedly revealed last week, I think it was, that he, in, in watching 24 games of Liverpool and Everton this season, or 24 games into the season, yes. he's seen each of Liverpool and Everton win once each. I, I, I'm which, certain he's lying there, you know. You think, well, I mean, it just it begs the question, who's doing our rota and who's sending <laughs> Ian Doyle to, to these Liverpool games? Because it, it, um, it needs to stop, essentially. Yeah. I, I'm going to put it out there on the podcast. Doyle out. Doyle out. Wrongly endorsed. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. James, um, Virgil van Dijk on his um, on his Premier League debut for Liverpool. I I probably would have found it difficult not to give him man of the match last night, in the sense that I thought he was by far the one who looked the most composed in the Liverpool team and the one who looked like he he believed that he was better than than what was going on around him. But then the flip side is the only goal of the game comes from. Courtesy of his FOD? Yeah, yeah, I think there was a lot to admire about his game at times, but yeah, I think it was it was a mistake for the goal. There's no getting away from that. You know, yeah, he's won the header, but you know, you you've, you've got to get either better distance or direction on it than that. You know, he's, he's headed it straight at the, the feet of uh, Fernandez, who, you know, and then obviously Mawson's tucked it away. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think we probably saw that he's still a little way away from. From absolute top-level fitness, I think you know, he hasn't played a huge amount of football in recent months. Probably adrenaline got him through that that debut against Everton in the FA Cup, which went so well for him. And then obviously the hamstring, tight hamstring, kept him out of, of training for a while, and meant that he missed the visit at City. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, you know, he made he made some big you know, aerial contributions at other times. Dealt with some you know, decent balls into the box. Striding forward with the ball, you know, we would have probably been talking about him in much more positive tones if uh, if Salah had tucked away that one on the volley that, that dropped over his shoulder because that was a it was a great ball to pick out. Salah and Firmino well. at the end as well. Uh, brilliant cross that is at the yeah. end to, yeah, to, yeah, to I mean, Firmino. I still don't know how Firmino hasn't, hasn't scored oh, to be honest. Gee. Because what about Lallana on the follow-up? How was Lallana not putting in? <laughs> It was uh, it was absolute pandemonium in front of us then. So I still haven't actually seen how Lallana didn't didn't tuck away the rebound. It was uh, it was, it was blocked, I had, I had but it was hundreds uh, of Welshmen standing up in front of me at that point. Uh, of course, Swansea's um, if you've if you've not been to the press box at Swansea, it's uh, it's very much in with the fans and. You, you often return after half time with someone in your seat, don't you? Um, or at least, at least stood, stood in your seat watching your monitors and things like that. Just, just a word on Van Dyke, 
James, there was actually, you may, obviously he's, he's made a header. The, the goal really I was saying to Jonesy earlier reminded me of the, the late goal, obviously a different time in the game. The, the, the third in Sevilla, whenever uh, Lovren, I think, wins the header, um, and we, you know, from a from a free kick or a corner, I think oh, it was a yeah. corner, wasn't it? And and again, it's the second ball, and it's a it's a sort of I think it, I think it was their centre back as well, just sort of swings his leg at it, and in it goes. Um, but actually, as well as the header, Van Dijk actually made three mistakes in the build up to that game because first of all, there's a ball in from Olsen which he slices with his right foot and puts it behind for a corner. Then that corner comes in, and uh, the centre their centre back heads it. And then Van Dijk slices it away with his left foot, and instead of going away, it goes for another corner. And then the goal comes. There's actually three mistakes. I mean, I, I, like you, I thought he was, you know, decent, and and but still showing signs that you know there's a lot more to come from him. And nobody ever, I think, nobody saying thought that Virgil Van Dijk's going to arrive and Liverpool will stop yeah. concealing frustrating goals. What we want is for that number of goals to reduce, yeah. and and hopefully. You know, he 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 can have an impact, and points will be gained from from his influence. Yeah, I st- I still think there was a lot of positivity in Van Dijk, and even in almost even in the con- con- concession of the goal, is that he was like a magnet, wasn't he? In both boxes, it, you 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 didn't even need to check who'd headed it most of the time. He what he was getting on the end of everything. You know, he 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 had a very good um, effort at at, a, at one end where he glanced in. It. it was you know on another day that can go in off the far post. He, he won a couple where you could just tell he was he's more dominant. He's, he reads it better how to attack a ball. But that one, I think it was four Liverpool shirts, was it? He was climbing over at least two. Yeah. And I suppose well, one thing we ne- you never like to talk about in in sort of a podcast like this because you like to think you're giving a, a deeper analysis, but it's it's a little bit fortuitous, isn't it? It bounces off a defender's shins and runs straight to the other guy who probably. Probably doesn't hit many of those into the bottom corner first time like that. So if you, if Liverpool get away with that, then maybe they, they go on to win it. I know Carragher said on on Sky last night that if they got to nil nil at half time, he thinks Liverpool would have won it in the second half. But the fact that they had to, they felt like a draw still wasn't a good result. They would have panicked a bit more. Well, I actually said to Joe, Joe Rimmer was in the office with me last night, and about after about half an hour, I said, I said we've seen this before. They'll 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 take the lead just before half time, and then we'll be chasing it second half. <laughs> and it's, I mean, and that's not saying I, you know, I get predictions right yeah. because I can also reveal that I backed us to win five nil last night. <laughs> oh, uh, God. I just thought if we get an early, uh, I knew no, we didn't have a, yeah, I knew we didn't have a have a great record down there but I just thought if we get an early goal against them I just couldn't see how they could hurt us and to be honest they didn't really hurt us in the game that was the frustrating thing they've had you know, whatever number of chances I mean Carrius has had very little yeah, to do one save, I think. Um, and you know it comes down and the, the question is is this another one on a, on a sort of of, of, a, of a series of stuff that we've seen from Liverpool against that type of the, Team and you've done a story today, John. You're looking at the stats on that, and they don't they don't come out very pretty, do they? No, Liverpool. Um, they've they've won. Um, I think it's sixty when they've had sixty two percent possession or more. I think that was the cut off point. They've played twenty nine games under Klopp, where that's been the case, and they've only won eleven of them. Which, considering James will tell you, Brendan Rodgers used to regularly espouse the fact that if you had more possession in a game. Your percentage chance of winning the game went up to I, I don't know the exact number on that one, James, but I'm sure you've had that conversation with Brendan, where he tells you how much more likely you are to win given the more of the ball you have. But 
Liverpool don't seem to abide by those rules at all. I think they, I did a piece in October and I don't think it's out of date yet. Where the six times under Klopp away from home, they've had the most possession in games. They've only won one of those, and that was against Everton in the 90th minute. Yeah, so, well, I think we've seen it, haven't we? I would just when when Liverpool have been at their absolute blistering best, you know, again, under Klopp, you know, it, it 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 does tend to be, you know, you think of some of the the, the sweeping counter attacks and stuff where, you know, they they you know they 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 win back the ball and then they hit a team and. Yeah. The, obviously, you can't do that when a team is, is, is piled so many bodies behind the ball like like Swansea did last night. So I mean, those, yeah, I think those stats speak volumes, really, because I think you, know, you it was all you know. I think I think the, the possession stats in the Man City game, which you know was widely lauded as one of the best performances under Klopp. I think Liverpool had about thirty-five percent possession yeah. against Man City. Yeah. And you know, it it, it, it just goes to show that you know, it's. Uh, you know, just because just because you dominate the ball, it doesn't it doesn't mean an awful lot. And I think the Swansea were quite happy for Liverpool to dominate the ball for, for, for periods last night because you know, especially especially once they were in front, you know, I think they they dropped deeper and deeper and deeper Swansea because they 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 knew they had something to hold on to then. And you know, it, obviously over the course of the second half, you'd probably say Liverpool certainly probably deserved a point out of it. But you know, it, it just shows in a game like that. The importance of of the first goal because you know once you give a team like that something to hold on to then then they're not going to take any risks. Yeah, I mean it's like Klopp said if you if you're not if you're not playing well then you you keep your clean sheet was his yeah, phrase yeah. and of course I mean you, you can say that. Um, you know, it was a series of errors leading up to the goal, but it is a little bit lucky, isn't yeah. it, Jonesy? As you say, I mean, you talk about them dropping deep, uh, Piercy. I, I watched the second half back last night. I couldn't bring myself to watch the first half, but the uh, the uh, uh, um, the Van Dyke and Matip starting point for most of the second half is about ten or fifteen yards inside the Swansea half. It's yeah. literally attack versus defense. I'm sure that looked even more pronounced in the stadium when you you know you see an old you know twenty one players in like a third of the pitch and Loris Karius, um, you know, watching on from afar until he made it up for the late, uh, for right right late, for a late corner, didn't yeah, he? I, no, I didn't even realise. I thought it was a referee. Well, was, <laughs> <laughs> Black, wasn't he? had his tights on and needle Karius, so I, I, was, I thought, what referee there? But, um, moving, just moving it forward a little bit, James, to, to the weekend with the FA Cup, does that, does that change anything, that game, in terms of how Liverpool approach it? Because, the last team to stop Liverpool scoring was West Brom, who was second bottom. Swansea are bottom, obviously, in the, in the Premier League. We don't, we don't expect West Brom are all of a sudden going to play four up front and, and try and you know play uh, really open Bournemouth-style football against Liverpool. So does does what happened last night to Liverpool maybe change the way they're going to approach the game at Anfield on Saturday? Well, I think I think it suddenly looks a slightly more difficult proposition than than it probably did 48 hours ago. I think you know, people would have been looking at this run of fixtures on the back of beating City and and thinking what a what a fantastic opportunity to to to, to really build some momentum up. And then you know suddenly you get a, a slap in the face like Liverpool got at the Liberty Stadium and you 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 reassess. I think you know you can pretty much say now when you Pardew will will set West Brom up in a very similar fashion. You know, they, from, from what I've heard, they were very impressive at Goodison last weekend. We're unfortunate only to, to get a point. Um, and it will be a, a tricky game. I think 
So you can already see that Klopp's press conference later on in this week will be him saying we do not have a problem against uh, teams that, that part the bus. You know, I'm, I'm sure he'll point to create the traffic jams. I think you mean <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, and it, it'll, I'm sure he'll be adamant that it that it that what we saw at the Liberty Stadium was a one-off where it was just one of those one of those nights where so many players had an off had an off day. Um, you know, is it a blip or is it something more serious? I think you know, the, the, the next couple of tests, you know, home to home to West Brom in the cup, and then away at Huddersfield in the league, or or tell us that because I think you know, it just it, you know, your Liverpool this unbeaten run was bound to end at some point, wasn't it? it was, yeah. yeah, but it's just infuriating that it, the circumstances in which it did bite the dust because Liverpool shouldn't be losing to a team like to a team like Swansea, and now they have to dust themselves off, and you know, I think. You'd like to think we'll see a, a big reaction from them on, on on Saturday, and you know I don't think I don't think there's any reason for Klopp to to, to think about changing it, shaking things up. I, I'd like to see pretty much that same team given the chance to make amends. The uh, I think it is a, it's a massive mentality test, isn't it, Piercy? And and um, that that is the type of game last night, not just the result, but the type of game and result that knocks confidence of players because it, it makes you doubt your method. And at the minute, Liverpool have been on a run where the, the their methodology has been working really well. Um, but last night was such that you, you can start to question it. And one of the key things is that they, they don't need to panic. Probably, if you play that game again, with you know Liverpool will probably end up with two chances that they'll probably take and potentially win the game. You know they were probably you know there was a great tackle from uh, on Norton on yeah. Robertson when he's literally you know he's got yeah. most of the goals shooting. You've got the Firmino chance, admittedly very late. You've got that Van Dijk header that went Sorry, past and, and you know yeah and Mane got in early on, didn't he? So there the, were the, the little half chances that were there. And another day you can win the game. They didn't deserve to. I'm not not suggesting that but we do need to be careful that that it doesn't impact on on mentality and there's a bit of a panic and because given these two games this week I'd far rather lose at Swansea and to me the important I know we're in a battle for top four and how vital that is but Liverpool are in a decent position for top four the what what I'd hate to see is see us you know in a sort of like be affected by that result and carry on to, to Saturday night and we end up going out of the cup yeah. because the FA Cup has to be our big chance of, yeah. of, of winning something and nothing will change the course of this Liverpool side's parabola of improvement if you like I know that's a terrible that's phrase incredible. I don't know that's where I've that up um, with apologies to anyone who likes it, the English language <laughs> but um, <laughs> with, but then winning something you yeah. know, winning something is what changes this team and that's why we cannot go out of the cup on on Saturday night. Well, well, last season was, I mean, that's that's the worry, isn't it? That, that, that I think people are still burned by what happened in January last season with Liverpool got on got into a downward spiral. Then they went out of the League Cup, went out of the FA Cup, lost big ground in the in the, the race for anything other than a top four spot in the Premier League, and almost in the end that cost them, didn't it? In terms of they they only just scraped over the line when they, at one point they looked like they were flying into the into the top four maybe even a title race. Yeah, I mean I have to say, given that, you know, unless unless you're the supreme optimist and I don't think there's any of that in in this discussion. <laughs> but but there's but I mean Man City are winning the title, aren't they? Right. 
And I have to say, I'm not overly bothered if we finish second, third or fourth, particularly because fourth is an automatic entry to Champions League the next season. So you don't have the, the whole Hoffenheim elements that yeah. we had this season. Um, and I think we're more than good enough to be in that top four. Admittedly, annoying to miss the chance to put five points between yeah. us and Spurs. And what does loom large is that February the 4th game against Spurs at Anfield. They, they must be looking at that game and thinking that's the game when we can really get ourselves back in the top four and we've got to be thinking absolutely not yeah, we are going to be away. totally on our game for that so but um, Spurs play Manchester United this weekend as well don't do it they, they do though they're at home so yeah. oh, sorry, it's not it's next midweek yeah after the cup game yeah um, yeah they've got I think they've got uh, United us and then Arsenal so it's lively right. for them in the league but um, they're all games they could also win and give them confidence do you know what I mean so um, yeah so I I, you know, I really want us to, to make a priority of, of the cup because I believe we've probably we're not going to win the league and I think we've got enough to to hopefully you know be, be in that top four admittedly it's got, it's likely to go all the way again isn't it but yeah. you know I want to win something <laughs> that's fine <laughs> James do you want to win something do you want to come with us and win something <laughs> I would really love to win something yeah, yeah, yeah. That covering that, uh, what was it? The, uh, the, the 2012 League Cup final seems like an awful long time absolutely, ago. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, I remember you filing your copy from a, a service station on the way back there in a massage <laughs> did, chair. Oh, that's right, yeah, I had, to, I had to unplug that the massage chair, didn't I? <laughs> it is. It wasn't a very relaxing uh, half an hour you spent on that chair, unfortunately. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, having, having, having earlier sat on the concrete in the Wembley car park to try and uh, send one of the pieces. The, um, yeah, I, I completely agree with Andy. I, I just hope the, the mentality in the club is exactly the same. I, what, what worries me slightly is that... It's, it's you know top four becomes you know almost all consuming in terms of you know I I, th- I still think Klopp may well possibly have one eye on that trip to Huddersfield when he picks a team on Saturday I, I really hope I'm wrong I really hope he goes as strong as he possibly can but you know having having just lost that bit of breathing space in terms of the top four with that defeat to Swansea I, I just wonder whether the, whether suddenly Huddersfield does come into his thoughts with with it being such a, a such a quick turnaround but yeah I must admit I get a bit I get a bit, I know I, I fully appreciate the importance of staying in the Champions League and the, the uh, you know in terms of qualifying for the Champions League in terms of the financial benefits and all the rest of it but yeah you you know when when you you know you don't tell the grandkids about that amazing year when you finish third or fourth you know you want you you want to go go to cup finals you want to win trophies and it's been far too long since Liverpool did that yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think we'll leave it there, gents. I think we've had a decent, decent therapy after, yeah. <laughs> after last night's uh, shambles. Um, thanks a lot for your time, James. Enjoy the rest of your day off. Cheers, lad. Yeah. Cheers, James. Thanks a lot, mate. Yeah, and thank you too for listening as well. Uh, we'll be back later in the week to talk more in depth about the West Brom game on Saturday evening. Saturday night football at Anfield, Andy. I've got to wrap up, mate. The long johns are coming out. Absolutely, absolutely. And make sure... Make sure you uh, you listen for more fashion advice from Andy late in the week as well. And I promise you, we'll do what we can to keep Ian Doyle away from Saturday's game too. See you now.